0: the new orleans saints are hoping for a simplified but yet still expanded offense against the indianapolis colts how does that all work we got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of locked on saints you are locked on saints your daily new orleans saints podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, and much more, you can be like Kevin in the chat and become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints. Join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And on today's live episode of Locked on Saints, appreciate everybody here live, everybody here later, whether you're new, this is your first time, or your next time here at the show, I really appreciate you. What we're going to be looking at today is taking a look at the Saints injury report, get you all updated on everything you need to know, including a good return for the New Orleans Saints and some more good news on the offensive side of the football. But to kick things off, I want to start on the offensive side of the football still and take a look at the idea of a simplified yet expanded New Orleans Saints offense. Now, I know what you might be thinking because it's the same thing that I thought of when I've heard some of the things that have been said. And now these two words I'm pulling from two different conversations, okay? The idea of a simplified offense is something that Pete Carmichael has tossed around. The idea of expanding and implementing some new things on the offensive side is something that Dennis Allen told us in his uh presser or his uh what do you call it? conference call. Conference call presser that he did with us on Wednesday. So, I asked Pete Carmichael today, uh, Thursday, what is the idea of a simplified offense and how did you go about simplifying what it is that you're trying to do while also still expanding and implementing new things? Like how do you do both of those things? And the answer is actually, uh, I, I, I get it. Like, I understand what they mean. So when they talk about expanding the offense and implementing new things into the offense, we could be talking about things like new, not necessarily whole new plays or a whole new scheme or anything like that, but it could be new rules, right? New new forms of communication, new streamlines to streamline the communication, new, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the other things that came up was uh, pre-snap stuff. So like motion and then pro-snap, like play action, all these other things, of course, can be a part of that too. Uh, one of the things you hope that they implement is like Jimmy Graham in the red zone, for instance. So it's not really like rethinking the entire offense. It's changing or or dialing up a couple of little adjustments in the offense that they're already trying to run from a play perspective, and ideally from a play calling perspective. Pete Carmichael today basically said, look, Jimmy Graham is somebody that we've been asked a lot about as the New Orleans Saints and why he hasn't been on the field, and he's built into the packages. We just haven't been calling the plays. It's like, okay, well, there's your answer for why Jimmy Graham hasn't been being used in the red zone. The Saints play calling, right? They haven't been calling the plays to get him involved. So maybe those are things that you're looking at that get implemented, that get changed, that expand the offense. But yet, how do you then simplify the offense while still talking about expanding? So while you're talking about things like personnel, who's on the field, uh, how you communicate who needs to be on the field and what their uh, what their responsibilities are and all of that, when it comes to expanding or implementing new things in the offense, when you talk about simplifying the offense, you're really thinking about like the menu of plays for a certain situation being reduced. And that I think is a good thing for the New Orleans Saints. You think about last week and where the Saints were most successful on the offensive side. And it came down to the hurry up, right? One of the reasons why the hurry up is so successful is because you force a defense to stay in the same coverage and keep the same personnel on the field as long as you don't substitute. If you substitute on the offensive side, then the defense gets the opportunity to substitute on their side. But if you don't make any substitutions on your side, then they're stuck in their defense, basically. So that's one of the the benefits to it. The other benefit from it is that. You're not making changes over on your side of the football, so you're lessening confusion and you're increasing more stable communication because it's not, you know, these three receivers on the field then they go off the field and then these three receivers come back on the field and then the next play, two of those receivers come off, one of those receivers comes on and you add a tight end to the group, all of this stuff, right? The personnel groupings and mixing and matching and all the things that worked really, really well under Sean Payton have not worked well for the New Orleans Saints since the departure of Sean Payton. So this is a, play, a way that you can simplify what it is that you're doing over on the offensive side. You lessen the variety of things that you do while still increasing the variety of the variables that you introduce. So you think about like the Los Angeles Rams, for instance. Los Angeles Rams have like a personnel grouping, maybe a handful of personnel groupings. You know, I, I say one in jest, but they have maybe a handful of personnel groupings. And then from that, they can run a bunch of different plays and introduce a bunch of different variables with their use of motion and play action. And, you know, you can come out in the exact same look, but run a screen in that same look that you would also run an inside zone run, which is also the same look that you would run a deep shot down the field, that kind of thing. So that's what we could be seeing or expecting to see. or expected to see the Saints try uh, up against the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. The other thing is that it lessens the menu of plays to select from when you're in a certain situation. So think about like going to a restaurant, sitting down at a restaurant, and they've got, you know, some, they've got some, you know, this style of cuisine and that style of cuisine. They got like six different styles of cuisine. You sit down at the restaurant, you open up the, the book of the menu, and then you go, oh, okay, they're doing too much. You know what I mean? Like they, there's no way they're doing all of these things right, right? New girl quote for you there. Um, so you think about that, but then you go to a restaurant that says, hey, here's five things that we do incredibly well, and you're like, bet, I'm down, give me all five, whatever it might be. That might be your taste, that might not be your taste. But when it comes down to like how to trend, that's just kind of an analogy for or, or a comparison of what we're looking at in the offense here. You might look at this offense and say, okay, well, you've got this section of the playbook and this section of the playbook and this section of the playbook that's all being applied to Second and short, third and 10, third and long, third and short, whatever. And you're going, okay, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And that was one of the things that Pete Carmichael said in my question to him about introducing some of those simplified aspects of the offense is that in some cases, it can just be that the coaches, like from a coaching perspective, that we're trying to do too much. And so I said, okay, well, what do you mean by doing too much on the offensive side? And this is what he talked about. So he mentioned basically lessening the menu. So instead of it being you know, let's just say this isn't, this isn't a realistic number, I don't think, but it could be. Let's say that for third and short, you've got a list of 20 different plays that you could potentially run in all different types of personnel packages. And instead, what you could do is that you could go and then when you get into a third and short situation, you could say, here's five plays that we like. Here's seven plays that we like. And then you call one of those seven plays in, the team knows, okay, there's the possibilities in this situation is one of seven, as opposed to one of 20. And then everybody understands their role and responsibility a little bit better because it's a lesser amount of things to remember, to comprehend, to be ready for, all of that. And then you roll in there and then you end up getting it done. So I think that when you do something like that, there's two ways that you can look at it, right? You could say, oh, no, the New Orleans Saints can't run their offense. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf. I appreciate that. Um I think that like you could look at that and you could say, oh no, the Saints can't run their offense. So they're simplifying it to make it, you know, easier because they're having trouble on the offensive side, which is which is true. And then you can also look at it and understand the positive the positive side of it, which is this should make things a lot more comprehensible across the board for the Saints offense as well. So there's two ways to look at it, right? You can go the negative route of like, oh no, they they're not, they're so bad on offense that they can't run a full offense. Which isn't true. Like, this would just be a different version of what you see across the entire league, but with a more simplified sort of approach in terms of, okay, here's a smaller menu of things that still introduce new variables, but a smaller menu of things that we all know really well that everybody can do. Everybody knows how to execute. Everybody's super familiar with. Let's go out there and do it. And the the thing that that really helps you with is the bottom line here is that it helps you as an offense be able to play the songs that you know, which is something we've heard the New Orleans Saints talk about a lot over the course of the years and years and years that this offense has been good playing the songs that they know. Now they've learned some songs. Let's see how they play them. All right, coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the injury report, get you updated on everything going on with the New Orleans Saints, including a big return and a couple of big returns, it looks like, upcoming for this offense. Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. I used DoorDash literally just the other day, ordered from, uh, this one was actually from uh, Pho Bang, so not too far away. Needed to get a little something, wanted something soupy, something brothy. It's starting to get a little bit colder in the evenings here in New Orleans. It's still like blazing hot 90 degrees during the day. I'm convinced we're just never gonna see fall or winter here, but Pho was like fantastic and exactly what I needed. Uh, to scratch the itch of what I was looking for uh, in the cooler evenings. And it was awesome to just be able to jump onto DoorDash, get it ordered, keep working, keep doing what I'm doing, and then have it all show up ready for me to devour. And trust me, I ate all in one city, all in one city. So you want to go check out DoorDash, check out some of your favorite local spots here in New Orleans as well, or wherever you are. Let me help you out. I'm going to get you 50% off on a $10, uh, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download that DoorDash app, just enter the promo code LOCKED23. L-O-C-K-E-D two three. Subject to change. Terms apply. Don't forget, use that promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off, up to a $10 value on a uh, your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change. Terms apply. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Jace. Medical, speaking of being in New Orleans, we got some fantastic restaurants here, but we also have some big-time seasonal weather things you gotta be ready for, right? You gotta be ready for hurricane season. And one of the things I highly suggest that you add to your preparedness kits is a Jace case from Jace Medical. The Jace Case gives you five different life-saving antibiotics that can help you fight over 50 different infections. Small to large, right? They could be potentially life saving for you, especially in a situation where maybe you don't have electricity, you're, you know, the 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 power grid, you know, the power is out for a little while, whatever it might be, and you want to be able to take care of you and your family and be ready. The Jace case is a fantastic addition to your preparedness kit. So go and check them out today. Go to jacemedical.com. And I want you to enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L O C K E D O N at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Let's get it, that Nation. Wrapping up this live episode of Locked On Saints with our practice report here on the show, specifically here to get you caught up on everything going on with the Saints uh, injury report in particular. And the Saints got some really, really good returns uh, this week. Uh, on Thursday that I think are really important uh, for New Orleans. So um, Alvin Kamara was back at practice as a full participant. He's dealing with an illness. There's an illness that's kind of running around the locker room right now. We've seen it hit some media members. We've seen it hit some players. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Marcus May, Max Garcia, Jimmy Graham, all dealing with illness right now. Uh, But each one of those guys was there and at practice. Alvin Kamara back full, which is fantastic. Marcus May remains limited with the hamstring injury. Um, You've got Tyron Matthew limited with a foot injury. Both those guys seem to be fine, though. And then um, you've got Max Garcia and Jimmy Graham both added with illness as well. But I I think the thing that I want to focus on here are the returns that seem to be upcoming or the return of Alvin Kamara to practice, right? Return of Alvin Kamara to practice is huge. But also the return of Juwan Johnson, right? Juwan Johnson coming back from that calf injury this week. So far, following exactly what it is that Dennis, Dennis Allen told us it was going to be on Monday, where he said that it was going to be probably Juwan Johnson coming back limited early on in the week, and then we'll see where things are come uh, Friday. But ideally, they have him back in the lineup. The reason why I highlight that is because Fossum is healthy. Jimmy Graham's healthy. He's dealing with that injury, that illness, but he's healthy. Taysom Hill's been in a non-contact jersey dealing with that chest injury. We'll see what goes on with him. I hope that he's out there this weekend because I could see his game plan being pretty big for this weekend going up against Indianapolis, but they would have a full collective of their tight ends. We've seen now Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, and Jamal Williams all running, all full speed, all look like no holds barred throughout practice. That would be huge for New Orleans because we haven't actually seen that three-headed approach to the New Orleans Saints run game yet so far this season. Early on in the year, no Alvin Kamara. Then when Alvin Kamara is coming back, no, uh, no Jamal Williams. Kendra Miller's been, uh, been limited. So last week when they got Jamal Williams back, he was on a pitch count. And then before the game, um, Kendra Miller had a shoulder issue. So you just saw a bunch of Alvin Kamara last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. when that was supposed to be more like an Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller game. So now this week going up against the, uh, going up against the Indianapolis Colts, you get hopefully all three of those guys full go, no, no limit. That's a no limit record. So it's that's a, that's a good reference, uh, but no limit going in. So that gives them a really good opportunity to really finally get their offense out on the field. And look, they've struggled, right? They've struggled on offense, but having all those weapons back, simplifying the offense, if it's going to work, this is the time that it's going to work. If it's not going to work, we're going to learn very quickly in Indianapolis, right? Like this kind of tells you everything you need to know about the Saints offense. It's kind of the final answer, if you will, not the final answer. But if they struggle, it's the final answer. If they get it right, then you're kind of going, okay, now what about against Chicago at home? Now what about against Minnesota on the road, right? So you can sort of like look at the criteria and see that. But you can begin to answer the question about whether or not the Saints offense is going to be better this weekend, or you're going to kind of get the final answer that this is just kind of what the New Orleans Saints offense is right now, and it's not going to get better until changes are made over the course of the offseason, right? Like we can kind of start to accept that if that, if that if that ends up being the case. Um, and, and John Butler here makes a really good point. The Colts' passing defense is not great, uh, and so this really gives them a lot of opportunity. You're simplifying the offense, you've honed in communication, you've streamlined communication, or so that's the goal. Um, you've got a healthy offense, and you've got a susceptible defense to go up against, and I think that that should add up to a better performance for the New Orleans Saints offense. If it doesn't, then your question's answered about who this team is for the rest of the year, right? Like it kind of does that for you. Not to be like, you know, doom or gloom or anything like doom and glooming or anything like that, but like, it kind of tells you what you need to know at that point, but certainly starts the opportunity uh, to be able to kind of rebound here a little bit. Um, The other thing that I want to highlight though, is that over on the defensive side, which also needs a little bit of a rebound here, right? Just surrendered, uh, not 31 points, but 31 minus 7, 24 points. Um, in this past game, kind of had some cracks in the pass. R- well, really didn't have a pass rush, had some cracks in the, um, uh, in the, in the defensive lines where Trevor Lawrence was able to escape, um, and pick up some big runs and things like that. You can kind of hear from Cam Jordan today how like annoying that was or how annoying that is to have the quarterback run for the two longest runs. But now this week, they're going up against the best rushing offense that they've gone up against so far this season, ninth ranked in the NFL, going up against, um, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, two very different styles of running backs, but two very good running backs. Uh, and they're dealing with some injuries over on the defensive side, right? Demario Davis limited still with the, with, that, uh, with that knee injury. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, both limited. Alante Taylor got added this week with the hip injury. And when I say Alante Taylor's name, I think a lot of us would jump to coverage. But remember, Alante Taylor's playing in the slot. So his run fit, his ability to rush the passer, all of those things are just as important as his ability to cover, especially at that position. So you would like to see the Saints stay healthy there. Your fingers are crossed that all of those guys are out on the field and ready to go uh, this weekend because you're going to need them. You're going to need them big time. It is going to be very interesting to see two things. One, does DeMario Davis get the green dot communication set back this week, or do they keep that with Pete Werner? Pete Werner was the defensive play caller effectively, the defensive communicator during last week's game against Jacksonville, just in case DeMario had to leave the game? Do they do that again, just in case DeMario has to leave the game? Or do they just say, hey, DeMario is going to be out there. He's going to grind. Like He was given a 0% chance, apparently, to play against Jacksonville and then found a way to play against Jacksonville and all that. So do we see Pete Warner get that green dot? So that'll be definitely worth watching and something to watch for a pregame. The other thing is going to be, what does this offensive line look like? Trevor Penning spoke today with media about you know the 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 benching, all those other things. Um, how he expects that it will make him better and all that. Uh, it is a big challenge to him now. If they don't have James Hurst back, who has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday, do you go back to Trevor Penning at left tackle? Do you go back to Andres Pete at left tackle? And then do you start Max Garcia at left guard, or or with Landon Young back? Do you put Landon Young in at left guard, or do you start Landon Young at left tackle? Like, there's a lot of different ways that these things can go with this. So, it's going to be really interesting to see how they go about it. I expect to see probably Andrew Speed at left tackle. Would not be surprised to see either Landon Young or Max Garcia at left guard. We're going to see how all of that goes. But it is interesting to see how the offensive line is going to shape out and shape up throughout this game, too. Like, what are they going to look? Because they performed well last week against Jacksonville, who arguably has the better pass rushing tandem of Trevon Walker and Josh Allen. And so, how do the New Orleans Saints go about that? This week is going to be very, very big as well. All right, so um, let me see if we've got any big cues in the chat here. No, I think, think we've been hitting everything. Will it be consistent? That That's always a big thing. So like, I think that, that, that last piece is exactly where I wanted to wrap up today. So um, just remember going into this game when it comes to the offensive improvement thing that showing offensive improvement against Indianapolis is one thing but showing the consistent improvements after that against Chicago and Minnesota is the most important thing. So when we come out of that game in Indianapolis, which I'll be there, we'll do the show from Lucas Oil Stadium, all that stuff. Um, when we come out of that game, if the New Orleans Saints get that win, that's one third of the equation. Then you get to back at home against Chicago, then you go on a road to Minneapolis. Those are gonna be the things that we're gonna be watching. So can they string together success not just find success in one game. So that's going to be the biggest thing. I appreciate everybody so much. I was very surprised by the offensive line as well. I appreciate y'all so much for coming through and making Lockdown Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Tomorrow morning, it's the game plan. How do you beat the Indianapolis Colts? What do they do? What do they do well on both sides of the football? And how do you counteract that? But I'll be honest, I think that this game is going to have a very different twist on it than many might expect. So we're going to get to that tomorrow. Um, Don't forget the Pelicans started off their season. Look, the Pelicans updated their offense, right? Three-pointers, all that good stuff. They've got motion. Go and check out Locked on Pelicans with Jake Madison. He did a fantastic live show yesterday. Uh, Go and check it out. Celebrate the win. Celebrate the beginning of the Pelican season and uh, and much more, much more. So I appreciate y'all as always for making us a part of your day, a part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Rush Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.